0: Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. I'm dealing with contagion. I've dealt with domestic violence and uh Uh, I want you to identify it to make sure that you are not the culprit. Uh, You don't need to have a string of victims uh, that have been hurt because you can't control your temper. It is a virus that needs eradication. Also, uh, I believe that God had us to talk about identifying that virus, containing it. We need to stop it, uh, to stop the spread of the virus of domestic violence and to cure it also, I believe that uh, we dealt with a message called fear is not a virtue. Fear is not a virtue. We did two messages on that. And tonight, the virus of isolation. I read two uh, passages to you, uh, one out of Matthew 18, verse 12. One of my favorite passages, it speaks about the heart of the shepherd. Uh, A heart of the shepherd, please, the church has a shepherd and we are his flock. And uh, that uh, paradigm, that parable, that example uh, of of a shepherd leading sheep will not change in the 21st century even though we are attacked by COVID-19. It is imperative that you know God is not changing that metaphor as it relates to the church. Sheep cannot isolate themselves and survive, neither can the church or its members Isolate itself of themselves in the 21st century or separate from God's system and think everything is going to be OK. We must remain connected to the foe under the covering of the great shepherd. The Bible says he loves his sheep so much. And this is Matthew 18 that he's willing if one go astray and there's a tendency for sheep to scatter or to go astray His heart is that he would leave the ninety nine secure ones and go into the mountains, not to tell the one that has gone astray. It's okay for you to go out there and do something different. He goes to that person or that sheep that has gone astray and he reaches out. Notice they were a part of the flock and they went astray. There's another type of sheep that never were a part of the flock. That's for the lost. If you want to preach the lost coming to God, then preach it. But here it looks like the sheep was a part of the foal. And that sheep decided to walk away, to move away, to leave the foal and to go on its own. Notice he leaves the 99 that are on the hills and goes and looks for or searches for the sheep. That is going astray, which speaks to the depth of the love of the great shepherd. And if he finds the sheep, the scripture says, I tell you the truth. He's happier about the one recovering the one. Recovering the one, bringing the one back to the fold, not saying, "Okay, because you're young, because you're 20, the 21st century, because you may not see things like the other 99 sheep or you don't see things like the church see it. It's okay for you to go astray. No, he's always. No, no. He's always bringing lost sheep or sheep that go astray back to the fold because he's concerned about the church and the church community. In the same way the scripture says the Father in heaven is not willing that any one of you would be lost. Not only the lost that have never come to God, but those of us that are here that are be, being lured away from the customs and the situations and the activity of the local church finding a new way. It's really the uh, something that we need to talk about. This virus is, is growing stronger and stronger as this pandemic is growing stronger and stronger and invading our land. And I need to identify it with you. Do not allow this virus to take you out. And that is the virus of separation and isolation. In the same way, he's happier. He's excited about the one who comes back to the fold. The Father in heaven is not willing, this is verse 14, that any of these little ones, even uh, that seems insignificant uh, to the church, Or to the life of the church, he doesn't want any of the little ones to perish. And then in Proverbs 18 and verse 1, whoever isolates himself, whoever separates, you need to know where the spirit is coming from. It is not of God. Whoever says, ah, it ain't ever going to be the way it was. And there's something out there that's saying the spirit of this age that's saying the church will never be as it was. We have to change some things. We're going to have to adopt new customs. We're going to have to reach out like we've never reached out before. But God is still the shepherd and we'll still his sheep. And if you stray from his teaching or what he's laid down, he's not pleased. He loves you enough not just to let you go. He's going to send a messenger to say, come home. And whoever isolates himself, listen, whoever has a tendency to move away from the mainframe and to establish whatever that's not like the church, you need to understand he seeks his own desire. These desires don't come from God. It comes from the flesh of man. And he breaks out against all sound judgment, which means person like that that's going astray, you have you can tell them you're wrong they'll resist it they'll see you're trying to hurt them or you're trying to isolate them or you're trying to stop them from fulfilling the plan of god but that's not the case the shepherd seeks for those who go astray that's his love and sometimes to get us back he has to find us this is what a shepherd does and breaks the leg of the sheep then carries the sheep on his shoulder Building a relationship with the lost sheep that when the leg mends, they won't run again. So I want to deal with isolation. Another word for it is separation. Another word for isolation is segregation. Detachments. And then the, the person who isolates will even insulate the isolation which is very dangerous insulate the isolation in divisions and so it looks like the nation is gearing up for the reopening of our society it's going to open up soon and therefore we need a plan and we need a plan that is uh, workable i call it an essential plan We also need to do this with patience. Please take notes. Patience is a virtue. We need faith. It's required if we're going to do that because if we're listening at the CDC and we're listening at our scientists, they're saying that much death is going to occur, but the church cannot stay isolated forever. And so we're going to have to exercise some wisdom and we're going to need to have some faith that God can protect us if we do what we need to do. If we follow the prescribed plan, we keep our distancing, we wash our hands, we wear our mask. And I'm saying to our church, eventually we're going to open up again. And when you come into the house of God, it's okay to wear your mask. It's okay to just wave your hand at me when you wear your mask. (laughs) But we're going to work together. We've never been here before, but I have courage. I believe I heard from the Lord that everything is going to be all right. Hallelujah. We're going to open it up again. We're going to worship God in the beauty of holiness. And I want to just speak to those of you that say we'll never be the church. The church will never look the same. You need to watch what you're saying here, because this is not the first time a pandemic has hit the world. And I just rebuke the notion of anyone saying that because of it, the church will never be the same. I want you to know that God is the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His methods change, but the basic rules, the skeleton of the church, the muscle of the body of Christ, the sinew, hallelujah, the structure will not change. God is head. He has a structure. He has leadership. We come under his authority. We are like sheep in the pastor. He's the shepherd. He leads and guides us into all truth. He will always lead and guide us as a group, not as individuals. And so I want to make sure you understand that. Please push back on anything that's telling you to isolate from the mainframe. It is not of God. When we open up as a church, first, we will call our leaders to begin to gather again, following the CDC guidelines, washing your hands, wearing your mask, but coming in and remaining four to six feet away from each other. When the leaders begin to gather, we will then call our ministry workers together. Our ministry workers will begin to come together along with the leaders following the ministry guidelines. The CDC guidelines, social distancing, at the same time, we're going to make sure and ensure that we're doing everything we need to follow those guidelines, keep our hands sanitized, wash our hands, and stay connected. And then thirdly, the people that are assigned to this local church will be asked to come and to join again. And as leaders and as key workers do what we're supposed to do, we will be able to bring our church back together again fourthly we will see uh actually thirdly the people will come with those without pre-existing conditions in other words we're going to ask those that are sick uh, to stay home and continue to watch the live stream those that have chronic diseases to be really careful about that follow the guidelines listen to the voice of your leaders and then fourth we'll ask our membership to come in and when we exit We're going to make sure, and I want this down, I want everybody to understand it. We're going to ask our members to leave out in a a, a godly, in an orderly fashion. So those in the back will probably leave out first and we'll just kind of stagger as we go out, have our ushers, make sure all doors are open so you don't have to open the doors. And we will sanitize everything until this virus comes to its end. So there's a way, there's a plan for us to open and reopen and we need to understand that the plan is essential. Patience is a virtue. Faith is a requirement and wisdom is paramount. We will reopen again and there will be some changes in the local church. I know it is, and uh, I'm going to lay out some things that I believe myself, not only myself, but other clergy that are meeting and talking and praying, and God has given us the insight. Hallelujah. We believe that God is going to uh, help us to understand that there's certain things that must change about the church. Tradition and religion is gone. That's gone. It should have been gone a century ago, but it's gone now. We won't be able to go back to our old ways. But you need to know the church is not faded. August Alcina said, it's 3 o'clock and I'm faded. This crucifixion feeling is amazing. I got a voicemail on my phone, a breeze, and I'm feeling x-rated. So we're not talking about the church ain't with August Alcina. The church is not faded. It is not rubbed out or x out. The church is not exempt, and the church has not lost its relevance. The church is not a bypass word. We don't need no new age revelation coming here now. Every present word and every future word is connected. Every previous word and every future word is connected with the present word. And God does not change. His method changes. And God loved his church when Jesus died on the cross and he established it. He has not forsaken it because of COVID 19 or because we have intellect and because we have smartphones and because we have Facebook. God still wants his people together and we will come together eventually. I owned a Jack Russell Terrier uh, about a decade ago. His name was JT, uh, he was my pet. Uh, He jumped up on my lap when I first got him and uh, he he bonded with me. He uh, he I imprinted on him well very quickly. He was sturdy and he was fearless. I don't care how big a dog was or how big a raccoon was or how small a rabbit was or a squirrel or even a cat. It could be a feral cat. He was going to go to it and it had to prove itself. A pest man came to my house and he said, Bishop, you know, there's something wrong with your dog. I've seen big dogs. I've seen dogs like German shepherds and I've seen dogs like Doberman Pinchers. But your dog just makes the back, make the hair on the back of my neck stand up. I said, what is it? He said, it's the way he growls. (laughs) He said it's the way he the way he growls at you, the way he looks at you. And then he'll get behind you and he's when you turn your head to the left, he goes to the right. And when you turn your head to the right, he goes to the left. And he's making these sounds as he's getting closer to your ankles. <laughs> I said, did he make you run? He said, yes, he made me run. He said, you know what? If I come through the door, the back door of the house going out to the backyard, he, he doesn't like it, but he can deal with it. But if I come through the gate, he, he just, he turns into this this creature that it just really bothers me. I, I, I think about it. I, I just feel like he's going to bite me. I said, well, he's kind of doing what I want him to do. And that is to keep the strangers out of the backyard. But I wanted to share something with you about JT. I miss him so much. I know he's sleeping with the other dog. He's gone to the great dogville, and uh, he's resting with his uh, his uh, forefathers. But one day he went missing. One day he went missing, and uh, several days later, I found him down the street, coming out of the woods, and he was very cold. He was afraid. He was even trembling. I don't know what he saw, but he was trembling. He was uncovered. He was hungry and thirsty at the same time, and he was isolated. When he saw me, he saw me, started wagging his tail. I brought him home. Glory to God. Actually, I think it was the wife that uh, really saw him. And uh, we got him home and fed him, and he came right back into the fold. And when he was isolated, he lost all of that grandiose, bad-type attitude with strangers. After spending a few nights in the wilderness, he began to come to his senses. Same thing with sheep. When sheep go astray, they can get lost easily. Naturally, they will gain more wool, more and more wool, Because they don't have a shepherd to help shear them and to keep them normal. And what happens in the wool is that lice gets in the wool and begins to agitate the sheep. It will migrate to their head burrow through their ear gate and then cause them to go mad. And so one of the reasons why it is imperative that the sheep stay in the fold is because the shepherd is able to anoint them with oil on their head and slow down the migration of mice and lice in their fur and keep them from going mad. Some uh, sheep can grow an extra 90 pounds in weight because of the wool that they have. On them if they're not sheared regularly. And I want you to think about a heavy weight, uh, the heavy weight that comes to the one who isolates. Just naturally, you will begin. If you're not sheared, if you're not pruned, you will naturally grow extra wool and become hardened. Oh, yeah, it's good for you in the winter. You feel isolated, you feel incubated, and the weather is not as bad, but in the summertime. That extra wool can become devastating. You will die of heat stroke. We tend to go astray as well as children of the most high God and book the will of God. I'm just watching as we have guidelines here. The God has taken the church. The church is supposed to come under the authority of God and the authorities that he set in the world and there are times when he will test us to see if you're going to drive the speed limit if you're going to follow the guidelines if you're going to do what he called you to do if that judge says sit you don't say but i believe in god you better cut that that stuff out and sit your behind down lest the judge say listen since you don't speak english you don't speak english i tell you what i'll do i'm gonna throw you in the jail cell until you get your head together There are people who want to be super spiritual when it comes to authority and say, I only follow God's authority. But God's authority says you must follow under man's authority as well as my authority. That's why in Psalm 23 Glory to God. The Bible says he makes us to lie down. Who? The great shepherd. And the, he does that to those who are in the flock. We already saw it in Matthew chapter 28. Chapter 18 rather. That he loves his flock so much. He loves his church so much. That if one goes astray from the flock. We're not talking about the one that never came to the flock. If one goes astray. They say I don't like authority. I don't like gathering together. I think I need to do my own thing. You need to understand that he leaves the 99. Goes into this is his love searching for you in the mountains to see if he can bring you to the fold this is what we know about sheep it is hard for sheep to lie down in green pastures if they're afraid and if you stay isolated long enough fears come into your door it's easy to stay isolated if you don't have any pressure but when the pressure comes i'm here to tell you fear accompanies the isolation fear also is a doorway into the next dimension Sheep don't lay down. They don't lay down. He makes me to lie down. But they would not lay down if there's fear or if there's friction. And uh, when, you isolate, when you isolate, it may look like it's peaceful, but eventually you will see demonic influence invading the isolation. Even the demonic, it leaves the, a person's heart and house and walks in dry places. But after it returns to see if the place is isolated or empty. And if it is, it then goes in and it begins to live there and brings seven more demons to mess with the mind. The third thing that happens to sheep, it will stop you from laying in the green pastures or lying down in green pastures. When there's fraction or division, you won't see rest in the sheep. We must guard ourselves. COVID-19 has caused us to stay home. COVID-19 has told us for a season you need to isolate. But you need to know don't get comfortable with isolation. And for those of us that are using this as an excuse to break off from the mainframe, the church will always gather together. Right now, we must go underground, but God has not forsaken his plan, his heart, his mindset for the church. The church will always gather. The sheep will not lie down in green pastures if there's flies or lice. And that's why the shepherd is constantly trying to get the lice out of the fur of the sheep and flies. And the Lord of the flies is a spirit by the name of Satan. He is bells above the Lord of flies. Flies usually last for about 30 days. And if you start uh, and it usually causes you to create bad habits. And once you have a bad habit, you will attract more flies. And this is why it's important to stay with the fold because he anoints people to get the flies out of your life. And then, lastly, uh, sheep will not lie down in green pastures if there's no green pastures, if there's famine. And the word of God is not just what do you think about the word and what do you think about the word? The word of God is instruction. It it reproves, rebukes and exhorts. Who rebuked you lately? Who said no to you lately? Who said you shouldn't do that lately and you submitted to it? This is the community of the church it doesn't just seek for people and want them to feel welcome it corrects those who need correction it heals those who are sick it comforts those who are mourning glory to god it rebukes those who need to be rebuked and it says no sometimes when you want to say yes a predatory mentality both spiritually and naturally uses a stalking strategy let me say again, a predatory mentality, both spiritually and naturally, will use a stalking strategy. It occurred to me that they, they, that they, uh, prey upon the isolated. If you look at a pride of lions, they come, they come, this is offense, it can be a lion, uh, off, a pride of lions bringing in an offense causing the, the herd to separate and to isolate, then it annihilate. This is a virus that we need to be careful for, careful of, and I want to speak to this new generation, I want to speak to millennials, Gen X's and all of you, I understand you were raised up with technology in your hand, but do not allow yourself to drift into isolation, you can't join the military and isolate, you can't go to Walmart and isolate you can't go to uh, a college and and really and isolate you have to be able to join in with the group and you cannot be a part of the church and isolate you won't even develop uh in areas that you need to be developed in and mature if you're isolated isolation is the key strategy of any predator And if you find yourself drifting, becoming comfortable with being all by yourself, guarding your privacy, having a private fence around your privacy, and no one can see you, you need to understand that God is always about exposing you to someone else. This is what we call accountability. And in the church, we need it. So what causes Isolation. There's a multiplicity of reasons that isolation can creep into a believer's life. Not only all of the open doors for isolation, not all of the open doors of isolation are sinful. Sometimes having a good job uh, uh, or being promoted on your job can cause you to isolate to some degree. A sick family member sometimes draws you into isolation. Sickness in your body will make you want to isolate. If you've ever been hurt in a relationship, you it's easy. It's easy to back up and don't want you don't want to really mingle with anyone. You say, I don't trust anyone. Even the spirit of suspicion will cause you to isolate if you start uh, downplaying everything in the society as being not of God next thing you know you start isolating there are sinful patterns also that create isolation from the church as well notice isolation from the church still go to the movies Watch what I tell you. They're still going to gather at the movies when the mall opens up, still open at the mall, and there are people still going to work. But when it comes to church, church is different. I can't trust church now, but we can trust the society that we're forming. (laughs) It's a ploy of the enemy. And as an apostle of Jesus Christ, I'm coming down at it. I'm speaking to it. This is a predatory mentality. Isolate, then assassinate. Again, there are sinful patterns that can cause you to isolate as well. You start developing habits that are not godly. You can create your own society and those who like it, I like it, I like it. Those who like it will start joining with you. But it's not godly. Isolation is the devil's oldest trick in his black book of sinful temptations. It's the oldest trick. You don't trust them. Don't trust them. Only trust the ones that's next to you. And we don't need to do that anymore. We're not doing that anymore. God is moving differently. Who says who? Says who? God has never, ever gave his church a license not together. We're only doing this for a season and we will do it again. God has never said there's liberality in the church. You don't need leadership. You don't need anyone coming against what you believe. You don't even know if it's real until you have leadership there. Until you scrutinize, you don't even know if you submitted until someone disagrees with what you're doing and you submit. Hmm. So why is isolation from the church dangerous? Please write it down. Isolation creates distance from the church body. It creates distance from the church body. Notice. If you read Paul's uh, writings, and I have a ton of scripture to combat those that feel like we need to separate. We can, be, we can just hang out here, and you can hang out there, and we don't really need to come together again. Says who? What authority said that? Who's speaking for God? Intellect has never spoke for God. So who's speaking for God? You won't find anything like that, any pattern like that in the scriptures. When you look at uh, the church at Corinth in uh, Corinthians chapter 12, Paul said we're all part of one body, but uh, we are members in particular. And he uses the physical body to show you what the church is like. You got fingers and toes, and if your finger hurts, the whole body hurts. You can't sever the toe, and the toe walk develop his own leg and go off somewhere. I'm starting my own little thing, and I'm a toe. That's not how that works. It must stay connected with the body coming under the authority of the head. And so isolation creates distance from the church body. Isolation kills community. In other words, isolation will sever the members of the body. It would then fight against the overall health and wellness of the body. Anybody that isolates cannot unify anything. Let me say it again. Anybody that isolates, I don't want y'all in my business. You're not in my business and you live like that. You cannot claim unity. You're fighting unity told you had to be the apostle tonight you don't have to say amen to that but i'm here to preach the word glory to god thank you jesus let me go i need to say something else to you you need to understand this is right out of the book of second corinthians 11 and 3 but i am afraid that as the serpent deceived eve by his cunning your thoughts will, will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ notice Paul said I am concerned about something at the church the people of the church of Corinth that the serpent as the serpent beguiled Eve came into the environment got up in a tree somewhere began to talk to her about knowledge talking to her about you can become as gods talk to her about you're smart you can step into another zone this is what he said I need to be careful here because as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning your thoughts can deceive you that you will be led astray from a sincere and pure conscience or devotion to Christ now who determines whether it is sincere and pure well we have to look at precedence what does the bible call pure not what this society calls pure what does the God, the bible say what does the bible say about purity Jesus said, if you keep my commandments, you're made pure. And he has never told his church in all 24 centuries or 22 centuries, 24, 21 centuries, that it's okay to isolate. It is Satan. If Satan can lure a person off into an isolated wilderness, he will likely do much harm while you are isolated. He will do much harm while you're out there by yourself than you'll ever have done when you're connected and insulated in in the kingdom of God. This happens in a person's life or through their thought life. You start thinking different, coming up with concepts, start thinking different without anybody saying this is a little off here, a person of uh, a person's relationship. Sometimes you can get into an association with people who uh, are they're not they're not dealing with the purity of God anymore. They're developing their own righteousness. The Bible says if you're ignorant of what God calls righteousness, you will establish your own righteous and become vain in your worship. It's right there in the Bible. That's why we need teachers that can say, this is a little strange right here, a little strange fire. I don't care what it looks like. We've got to be careful with this. Isolation is never of God. This happens in a person's life or thought life, in a person's relationship, in a person's finances, their work ethic. The Bible may say it is not good for a man, not the work, but you can get to a point. I don't feel like that's that concerning me. Well, yeah. Ah, help me, Jesus. I'm going to preach anyway. God wants men to work. Let me preach it. God wants men to work. God wants you to get out of the bed. at seven in the morning. God wants you to go to a job somewhere and come under someone's authority. God wants you to to make sure that you're coming under someone's authority fulfilling the plan so you can get paid. Why? Because in that he's going to structure your character teach you some things about purity that you won't get until you work. This happens on a person's uh, in their thought life, in their personal life. This is what the enemy does trying to get us to be deceived like Eve in our person's finances even while on the internet dark hours of the night even as we read and educate ourselves you must measure what you're reading with scripture and then have it scrutinized by people who study scripture so i told you that isolation creates distance within the body body can't not be severed but isolation actually amputates portions of the body Isolation also kills community. Community dies slowly when there is isolation, when isolation is uh, prevalent. Thirdly, isolation makes a person or family, watch this, vulnerable to Satan's attack. It may look like you're inoculated, but really, uh, when the enemy comes in, he comes in like a flood. This is a virus that needs to be stopped. It's called isolation. If you find yourself pulling back, the older you get, pulling back from God, God's people, it is not godly, and you need to shift. Isolation can also cause a person to make improper decisions based on fleshly motives. To make improper decisions based on fleshly desires and fleshly motives. Isolation from the church opens up the mind for influences that are demonic. Influences that come from this world. Influence that comes from this world system. Influence that comes from demonic spirits. Influences that come not necessarily from demonic spirits, but it comes from the flesh, even the devil. For the flesh wars against the spirit. Isolation will have your flesh talking to you. Thank you, Lord. And Gunji will have your flesh talking to you. If you're a marijuana smoker, your flesh will start talking to you. Man, nobody wants to say amen, but I'm preaching. If you smoke in marijuana, it can become the glue to hold your society together and it will start pumping things in your mind that are not godly and it's not pure. You must free your mind from, it. well, Bishop, what about the other sins? Well, what about them? We already know them, right? We know the big sins and the small sins. Right now, I'm talking about Gunje. <laughs> I ain't talking about the other sins. We can call them out. I called them out the other week when I talked about works of the flesh. Right now, I'm talking about gunje. And if you're a believer, you need to let certain things go because it'll open you up to demonic influences. <laughs> when I open this up, I'm going to get all the amen folk to come to church first. <laughs> they used to be shouting amen loud, loud. We look at them weird. Now I'm welcoming all of the people that say amen. Not the one that's quiet, not the deep one, not the one sitting in the list analyzing everything. I need somebody, preach, bishop! priest, bishop, preach the word. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> isolation can lead a person even to depression. And then you need picker-ups to get you out of depression. Stay influenced. If you're influenced by isolation, depression is going to follow. Isolation inhibits ministry, true ministry that is pure and undefiled. It inhibits ministry will stop ministry from flowing fluently isolation makes a person or family self-serving and self-centered in other words if you come against what i believe then it'll separate us that's what it's all about so guard yourself from the seed of isolation Isolation can also cause a person or their personal family to have a negative attitude toward organized church. Start saying things like like all of a sudden, like got new revelation. Listen to me. Paul said, if you take anything out of this book or you try to alter it at all, let it be a curse. God still loves his church. I don't care how bad she becomes. I don't care what she does. You need to read the book of Hosea. He loved Israel and Hosea married a harlot. And it showed you, shows us that even if Israel or the church goes after other things, he is not forsaking the church. He will chasten her, but he will bring her back. She is his bride. Isolation creates a rogue attitude of independence that misguided, that's misguided and, listen at this, deceptively false. It creates a rogue attitude of independence that is misguided and deceptively false. I'm almost done with this isolation piece. Isolation fortifies or builds insulation. It fortifies or builds insulation that eventually prevents accountability. This is strong. Isolation fortifies, fortifies, or builds insulation that eventually prevents accountability. Nobody Is checking on you that you respect. And you checked on them enough where they can tell you you're wrong. And you respect them. You'll only heap around you people who agree with you. And that's not the church community. I have never been in a church for a period of time. Where I did everything and people agreed with me. Other leaders will say Merton. That made you going too far here. You need to correct that. And you need that in your life. Every member of the body of Christ needs that. Somebody that you're accountable to. Isolation will eventually create loneliness. And it's intensifi- it intensifies the burden that is on your shoulders. Because when you're isolated, you're alone. And the weight becomes heavier. Even sheep will begin to migrate I'm sorry, they will begin to produce more wool because they're isolated. It becomes heavy, like 90 pounds worth. I want to address the problems of isolation. This is a virus that needs to be eradicated in the body of Christ. We must learn to see the church as the blessing from God rather than an inconvenience. I want to say that again. We must see the church as the blessing rather than, and I don't feel like going tonight Uh, again, again, see, I got a personal relationship with God. I can do this myself. No, God wants you to assemble with people who don't agree with you all the time. He wants you to assemble with me and he wants me to rebuke you from time to time. That's right. You want me to rebuke you. You're wrong. That's right. I got somebody that rebukes me and many people like to rebuke, but who's rebuke you? You don't know how deep your love in, is in God until you get around someone who disagrees with you. We must never look at the church as a violation of our spiritual privacy offense. must never see the church... As a violation of our spiritual privacy fence. Church people not supposed to look over your privacy fence. No in church we don't have privacy fences. Now I'm not saying you're not supposed to have any privacy. I'm talking about isolated privacy. What, What will make a man or woman isolate themselves anyway. Usually it's hurt or deeds may not be correct. It is not, I just don't want nobody in my business. Believe me. You run a corporation, you need to be open and free. You need to be transparent. If you're opaque, your business and money will start, your money will start getting real short. All right, I tell you what, you can come here, but don't go any further. You will see the business come to its halt, its end. Money must flow. If you're ever going to start a business, let me tell you what you need to do. Isolation will say, "Hurt, hold on to your previous hurts. And from that, start fortifying yourself and protecting yourself there. And you won't see money come in. Because when people get there, they have to go through the fog of that atmosphere. And they'll never trust you with resources. When you start learning how to forgive and release. So if you're going to start a business, forgive everybody that ever hurt you before. You can have all of the knowledge in in the world, but you won't see any money, any substantial resources coming your way until you do this. Once you do this, you can start opening up yourself and become more transparent. That's not just sharing what you feel and hiding everything else. You got all of these things in your life, but you don't want anyone to see it. You have to expose yourself in the body of Christ. Even Jesus After he was risen from the dead, he exposed himself to his disciples and showed his wounds to them. And you and I need to imitate imitate him. We were never called to walk this journey, walk the journey of the Christian life alone. You need to be in community. And the community can't just be people who like you. It has to be with people who are a little bit more mature. You need to be, have vessels of honor, vessels of wood, vessels of stubble and earth. Some to honor and dishonor. You need to be around people that are a little bit stronger than you not impressed with you and they can call you out. That's what you need in your life. You need people that can show you mercy as well. Surround yourself with gospel preaching. Surround yourself with gospel singing. Surround yourself with gospel friends who will be honest with you, even at times strongly disagree with you. It's healthy for you. Isolation says, I only like to be around people who praise me. When the church is honest with you, please receive it. Don't use it as an excuse to separate and isolate just receive it when the church is honest with you take heed so that you will not fall we all need the church take heed that you will not fall out of first Corinthians and I'll close with this I'm coming back next week with a part two of this and I'll conclude it next week but first Corinthians chapter 10 verse 6 through 13 reads like this, now these things occurred, these things in the Old Testament occurred, these things in the Old Testament occurred that you and I in the New Testament church will find them as an example. So these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. So you got to understand, when you read the Old Testament, don't say we're not in the Old Testament. These things were written, they were written for our learning, so you can set your heart on, uh, that you can, uh, you need to watch yourself, keep yourself from setting your heart on evil things as they did. Verse 7, do not be idolaters. Idolaters, what is an idolater? It's a person who begins to worship a thing, a plant, or an Idol. It doesn't have to be an idol. It doesn't have to be technology. It could be a plant. It could be gunje. <laughs> Do not be idolaters or some of them as some of them were, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink. They had a type of fellowship and got up to indulge in pagan partying. <laughs> They added something to the mix and you got to be careful. Look at this. We should not commit sexual immorality. You got to watch these house parties and some of them as some of them did. A lot of stuff goes on when you're isolated. And in one day, the scripture says, 23,000 of them died. Verse nine, we should not test the Lord as some of them did. Look at the example. They test the Lord as some of them did and they were killed by snakes. These are people who criticize God and the path that he took them on. God had his people walking through a dry place. There were those that said, why are we walking through this dry place? I think I'll break off and go to a plus place. No, you need to follow God. I'm having you to go through this dry place now because I'm trying to teach you one lesson. That you can't live by bread alone about what you feel, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Notice, look at verse 9. We should not test the Lord and some of them did. And were killed by snakes. (laughs) And do not grumble as some of them did. That's criticizing the church. Criticizing the church for falling under authority. Walking away from God's prescribed plan. The Bible says, look at what happened to them. They were killed by the destroying angel. Oh, help me, Jesus. I like verse 11. These things happened to them as an example, as examples, and were written down as warnings for us on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come. Which means we now have arrived to a time where God is with us. We should not have an excuse to then separate ourselves from God's plan to do whatever they did in the Old Testament. We can't do it now. The Bible says in verse 12, so if you think you are standing firm, if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Those that say, oh, I'm all right. I I don't necessarily need to know what they did in the Old Testament and it caused them to die. I'm free. I, I, I can do whatever comes to my mind to do. The scripture says, so if you think you are standing firm, be careful. That you not fall. Then he goes on to say in verse 13. We all memorize this one. But you got to look at the verses that lead up to it. No temptation has seized you. Except that which is common to man. In other words you're tempted or tested to go astray. Tempted or tested to walk away. Tempted or tested to isolate yourself. No temptation has taken you. Has seized you. But that which is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Hallelujah. (laughs) You can remain loyal to the church, ultimately, loyal to God. And when you are tempted, God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted above or beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a a way out so you can stand up under the pressure of it. And there is a temptation to isolate from God. And you, anytime a person did that, in the Old Testament, they had they had a major downfall or they came to a drastic end because God moves, he moves in the church as it were his bride and he wants his bride to be fully figured and connected and the church is that full semblance of his bride. So addressing the problem involves a church committed to Uh, holding its members accountable you need to be in a system where you're held accountable and someone can tell you when you're right and when you're wrong this is throughout history from Moses time all the way until right now it has not changed because of COVID-19 And Christians are willing to receive correction people leave the church Because they like to be in a situation, sit among people who don't correct them. Everybody has a voice. Everybody can say and do whatever they feel. You need to know that's not godly, even though it feels good to you. You can't raise kids that way, you'll never have a church that way. No company can go that way. No major 500 company, no mom and pop show, if it's going to be successful, can go that way. No community can go that way. We need law enforcement and judges in every community. We need lights, we need camera, we need action. We got city light, we got city sewage. It has to be picked up a certain way or we will have chaos and the church is not exempt. Sadly, it is the case today that many Christians live their lives behind the tall privacy fences beyond the gaze and the interaction of any outside forces or outside influences and isolation. People that don't like, they like isolation, they will cut accountability. And it's dangerous to do that in this season. This must not be the case for you and I today. Write it down. This is it. We are prone to wander off from the path. And if you tell me, not me, Bishop, you're already gone. When Jesus looked at his disciples, he said, one of you will betray me. They all said, Lord, is it I? Which simply means they realized that they had the potential to do so. None of them said, not me. I would never. Even when Peter later on, Jesus said, you're going to deny me. Oh, Lord, I'll never deny you. He said, listen, let me tell you something. Before the cock crows three times, you're going to deny me three times. Oh, no, I'll die for you, Lord. Anybody that starts saying they will never wander from the path has already wandered from the path. Because we need to say, Lord, guard me from going astray even in the lord's prayer our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread forgive us of our trespass as we forgive those that trespass against us and lead us not into temptation I believe, God, if you can protect me there, make sure I have the strength. Give me the ability to resist the, in, the enemy. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one to stop me from making a bad decision today. And if I'm isolated, nobody can give me accountability. And if you're in the church, you need to be accountable. If you're not accountable, you're out of the will of God. And you become useful to the effort, useless to the effort. And that's why we're calling, I told you I'm the apostle tonight, I need to preach with some power here to get your head together. This virus has caused me to see another virus of people who isolate themselves and they resist accountability. So we are all prone to wander off. From the path. Lord is it I? That's what you should say. Lord is it I? Is it I? Is it I? Be not deceived like Eve. Do not be deceived like Eve. Who listened to the serpent. And he told her things. About her intellect. And about expansion. But it wasn't God's way of doing things. And she went astray. We can all wander off the path. I identified tonight. I believe in rare form, the virus called isolation. I need you to take this spiritual RX quickly. I need you to take this spiritual RX completely. I need you to take this spiritual RX. I'm President Trump right now. Quickly. You need to do it quickly. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? You tried everything else. What? Do you have to lose? You want to save your life? Come back to the fold. You want to save your life? Stop being isolated and become accountable to someone that's a father in the ministry that can look at you and say, I'm not impressed with that. I know you by name. You need to come back to the fold. You have strayed so far. You are calling right, wrong, and wrong, right. Come back to the fold and God will receive you. This thing is going to open up and I'm clearing out the viruses now. You should be fasting and praying and saying, God, anything in me that's not like you. I want to be right. I want to be saved. I want to be whole. Thank you, Jesus. And he will make you that way. This is what I'm doing. I'm developing. I'm getting into a place where I'm praying like I've never prayed before. I'm finding my secret place. He spoke to me and said, your secret place is the prayer position. I don't want you standing anymore. I don't want you laying in your bed anymore. I want you to humble yourself, Merton Clark, and I want you to get on your knees. And as soon as I hit it, boom, he said, there's a virus called isolation, and I need you to dig it out. I'm the first responder to this carnage. Some of you I'm able to save before you get on a ventilator. And then some of you are sucking wind. And you need to get this RX preached tonight in you so you can shift from being isolated. Glory to God. I like my privacy too. But if I'm private, the Bible says a child that's left to himself will bring his mother to shame every time so if they go in their room and lock their doors you're gonna find shame and if you as a man or woman of god are isolated there's shame in your life that you need to correct and i'm i'm done preaching it now i start sweeping why are you isolated that's what you're going to hear from me why aren't you accountable i get this well who are you we're gonna have a challenge if you're in this ministry Because for us to move in the 21st century, you you must be accountable in the 21st century and you can't be isolated anymore if you're part of the team. Can somebody say amen? amen? And fathers and mothers need to sweep their homes and make sure kids aren't insulated in isolation and have a whole nother society going on while under your covering. Thank you, Jesus. So next week, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to show you and give you some a whole plethora, a group, a cluster of scriptures that's going to help you know God has not shifted. I don't care what's happening in the world. Don't listen to these. Te- the church will never be the same. Actually, the church is not the same anymore. And we got to go after what? We got, if we're going to reach the world, we got to do these things. Listen, the world has to come back to that same scripture. Be pure and undefiled. That's what you need to do. God will help us when we do so. Amen. Father, I thank you for your word, and I thank you that your word is infallible and your word is true. You told me to preach this message, and I've done it. Now, Father, those that only have this RX on the shelf, I pray now that you would give us by the Spirit the ability to take it And then put it in our mouths. And let us ingest, Father, the RX of this word to fight and to guard us from spiritual isolation, from physical isolation. For people in the body of Christ that seem to be going down a different path, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for shaking that in the name of the Lord. These are your sheep. In Matthew 18 you said when one goes astray you leave the 99 when one isolates you go into the mountains to seek that one you love your people so much that you send your word to them and father I thank you that as I begin to teach from this as our church moves to new ground to greener pastures I thank you Lord for protecting us from this virus called isolation and help us to participate Making sure that each one of us have an accountability partner. Someone that can check us on gold, glory, and girls. Or on diamonds, pearls, pride, and men. Thank you, God, for doing that. We all need you because this flesh is difficult to control and we need you now and father I know you didn't call me to go to every house but you did call me to preach the word to those who are signed to this voice I know you love us you wouldn't send your word like this if you didn't and I want to thank you for touching your people convict us of sin righteousness and judgment and we will give you the praise Lord Ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, Please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at trimnation Nation 1. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Reveal.